0: Welcome back to the Enneagram Health Series. Today, I have a special guest on talking about what it's like to live healthy as an Enneagram 2. Yes, this podcast is all about Enneagram 2s, but make sure you follow along to get every single Enneagram in the Enneagram Health Series so you can uncover what works for you. This is the Made for Living Well podcast hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. I am honored that you're here and you're following along on the India Health Series. Now the entire goal with the India Health Series is to show you that health is not some external chase. It's not about fixing yourself or trying to find something outside of you, but it's uncovering who you are inside of you and healing that and healthifying that so that you can live out your best self. The reality is you have everything you need inside of you, and that's truly where healing and rejuvenation and energy come from. And the point of this podcast is to help you create nourishing life rhythms to live that out. And the Enneagram comes into play because it breaks down your personality based on your motivations, your desires, what drives you, but also those core fears that you have so that we can put them together to kind of understand how you take and how you work And create a life plan that works for you. Now, today on the show, I have one of my very good friends, Carly, who's going to talk about what it's like to be an Enneagram 2. Now, I'm also an Enneagram 2. So, we're going to talk about this together, and you'll get two different perspectives on what that's like, obstacles that we might face, hurdles to overcome, and really just ways that we've learned to nourish ourselves and to use these nourishing life rhythms to better our lives, and better those around us. So at the end of the day, I know as an Enneagram too, you want to help everyone, but you cannot help other people when your cup is dry. You first have to learn how to fill yourself, and in the filling, you get to share that with other people. So this podcast is all about how can we fill you up so that you have more to give, and I hope that you love it as much as I do. And of course, my friend Carly has so much great information to share. Now, don't forget to head on over to thelivingwell.com backslash Enneagram to download the guide that goes along with this podcast. It is a complete guide, like the most complete guide that you could get all on Enneagram Type 2 and what it means to be healthy as an Enneagram Type 2. We're talking diet recommendations, exercise recommendations, but also Lifestyle and relationship ideas that can help you become a better version of yourself, to help you grow and to become happier, more joy-filled, and truly live out of a healthier body. Because we know type twos, sometimes you have a hard time taking care of yourself. And we want to change that not to be selfish, but so that you have more to give to other people. So make sure you get that guide at thelivingwell.com backslash enneagram. And while you're there, don't forget to snag your own copy of The Nurse Planner. As an Enneagram 2, I don't always feel like I'm the most organized and I don't have great, great boundaries, but a planner helps me to establish life rhythms and set boundaries so I can hold to them. It has been a game changer for me and it has helped so many people. Plus, it helps you to put more emphasis and focus on things like meal planning and exercise routines, as well as caring for the whole of who you are, including your mind. This is a huge energy filler, and I think planning your day and your week can make a big difference in what you accomplish and how you feel. So snag that as you get the, the free guide over at thelivingwell.com. But now for today, I want to get right to the show and welcome Carly. Welcome to the show, Carly. This is the second time you've been on the show. You were one of my very <laughs> first guests a long time ago when this whole thing started. So thanks for coming back on.
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, we share the same enneagram
0: number, so I think it'll be kind of fun to like see how you answer the questions and just see how, like how close it is. Like I never know. Like I'm, I'm sure all enneagram numbers, like within it, there's much different scopes of how people view things and live their lives. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of fun to to see this and relate to this. And part of the reason I started with one because I understand ones, twos, and threes probably better than any other. Number. So when I get up into like six and seven and eight, I'm going to be like, who are you? And you're a mystery. But Garrett, you live, your husband is <laughs> seven, correct? Yeah. Is this what I've heard?
1: He is, I think so. We were just talking about this, um, not last night, but the night before, what number he was. And I can't remember. But it was like, yeah to a T, whatever it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like, he was like, yeah, that is me.
0: <laughs> it is kind of funny how it, so, like, can pinpoint so much of your personality and how you act in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So Peyton's a very strong three. Like, I'm not sure he even has wings. Like, he's just a three through and through. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So that's why I understand threes a little bit more, too. But, okay. So you're an Enneagram 2. Just give us a brief overview about an Enneagram 2 and what you love about it and maybe what you struggle with with the Enneagram 2. Okay.
1: Well, Enneagram 2 is called, like, the helper, which I think is what I love about about it the most is that, like, you're like, oh, there could be nothing wrong with being, like, Mm -hmm. a helper, you know? Um, But basically, it's just um, that we care for people. And yeah, I looked up, like, all the different things about, like, what a 2 is, and some of them, like... I don't want to align myself with, but it's totally me. Like the people pleasing. Yeah. Also, just I want to align myself more with like the generosity and uh, being willing to help and seeing needs mm-hmm. that I can be like helpful at instead of the negative, which is also like the people pleasing and also just the motivations behind my um, actions mm-hmm. to be helpful if that makes sense. I don't know if you would agree with that as well, since you're a two.
0: I mean, I totally agree with that. Like, I love the helper, like the giving, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that stuff really fills me up. But at the same time, I noticed that, and, and what I've learned from the any Enne- like doing the Enneagram stuff is to struggle with bitterness probably oh, yeah. more than any yeah. other Enneagram type um, and resentment. And it's because we have like this untold, like, I'm filling you, but I also need you to do that. And I'm not going to ask you for it. So I want you to like guess that I need you to do that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, even so the, like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Garrett about like something and he was just saying like, I really don't want this issue that I was talking about to create anger, like in bitterness in you. And at first I was like, I'm not an angry and bitter Mm -hmm. person. And then I'm like, hey, wait, I'm like (laughs) I am I'm like it it is true though like those things like are like Mm -hmm. in me and the thing about the Enneagram that I've like loved learning is that like you are kind of like the number you are based on like past like hurts in your life which I find like Mm -hmm. really really Mm -hmm. fascinating Yeah, and so that so just like yeah that is fascinating, yeah, and just mm-hmm. like looking back at like why I like am a helper and why like I to have like the the struggles I do with like bitterness and like I want people to help me, but yet I'm not willing to like ask for that help mm-hmm. myself, but I'm willing to like give and give and give up myself to other people, and I really value like um words of like affirmation, you know, especially. Uh, uh being a two, I feel like, Um, yeah, just that, like, in ever, probably just, like, growing up and, you know, and into adulthood, just, like, not feeling like I have been helped well, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. and so, therefore, like, I kind of been saved by, like, extreme helping others, to the mm-hmm. to the point where it's yeah. not always like healthy I guess I should say. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, Be- because when you get into twos, I mean some of the things that twos struggle with and I mean honestly, some of the things that I feel like brought me to my lowest point was what I perceived as a very healthy thing that I took into a very mm-hmm. unhealthy extreme. So what I mean by that, like giving beyond what I could give or caring for people beyond, like twos have a tendency to carry other people's emotions for them, even though they didn't mm-hmm. ask you oh, to yeah. do that, yeah. right? Like like to carry the way and to kind of keep digging into people's lives, even though they've, they have hard boundaries, right? Like it's sometimes hard for a two to understand boundaries because we ourselves struggle mm-hmm. with boundaries,
1: yeah, for sure. Um,
0: and I feel like I took it to like in my head. I was doing good things, right? Yeah. Like I was giving and I was caring and I was, you know, like all these things. But at the same time, without having a to have healthy boundaries and and what the the purpose of the series, like these nourishing life rhythms and really understanding, um, I feel like I lost mm-hmm. myself in that and what would never yeah. satisfy. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought that, that would bring me to completion or like by fixing other people somehow. Yeah. I would and be all of that would
1: be like, so like even like the, I don't know, excitement or whatever emotion you would get out of like helping someone. Like it was so, it's always so short lived, you know, it's like, okay,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Now
1: what? Like I need mm-hmm. to like do that. Like mm-hmm. again. Um, or find something else to like something else to fix so that like I can get that like quote unquote high um from just mm-hmm. like helping people which sounds like it's like a mm-hmm. good thing to help people that's where like my struggle is i'm like right. it's good to help but like right. we as a two can take it to very unhealthy places quickly
0: Yes. Right, right. And in in a sense it's like at some level I mm-hmm. idolize oh, yeah. myself enough to believe that I was another person's mm-hmm. god in some oh, way. Yeah. you know like I mean that's really hard to say but yeah. <laughs> there is a level of that of mm-hmm. of reaching that and and having no boundaries is uh, so like when I did the research twos are the most likely to become codependent right like we're the most likely to enter unhealthy relationships And stay there and become unhealthy because of it. And not just relationships, but we also tend to have the most unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. with ourselves. And I think I could see this in my own life. Because like I said, I thought fixing other people would fix me. Like somehow doing something like this, it's like a very Mm works-based mindset of like if I work hard enough, then eventually someone's going to love me like I want to be loved or notice me like Mm -hmm. I want to be noticed or accept me in that way I don't know how yeah I about that.
1: yeah for sure so and one thing like I was looking at is like the sin struggles that like specifically my number has and like the root of it came down to like I struggle with pride and at first my first initial yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, doesn't that suck I hate that word reaction, like,
1: <laughs> Nuh-uh. like for real no yeah and then I'm like how prideful is even like my reaction was like nope I do not struggle with pride (laughs) I'm going to pride myself in not Uh struggling with pride but then the more I thought about it I was like yes that is so so true and even Mm -hmm. with the like inability to sometimes let people like help me um, because Mm -hmm. I want to be the one who's the helper if that makes sense Mm-hmm. I subconsciously am being very prideful in the fact that other people would love to just help me out, maybe not in the way that I desired, but really want to reach out to me and, like, help me. And by me saying no, that's like a pride thing. It's like, no, I, I got it. I got mm-hmm. it because I want to be the helper. I don't need you being the helper. I need to be the one helping not the mm-hmm. helped right mhm yeah
0: my mom always used to tell me stop being so prideful just ask for help and i was like i always was like how is asking for help being prideful like that's just me taking mm-hmm. responsibility and owning who i am and dealing with my own problems and she like kept telling me that and it wasn't really until i started doing the enneagram research and recognizing that my Deadly sin is pride, and I was like, "Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, she's right. <laughs> this is yeah. so hard." um But it's so needed, and I think in order for an enneagram too, like to get yourself healthy, right? Like, because there's all levels of the enneagram. How have you worked through this stuff, and how have you created changes in your own life to to really kind of overcome what what can be really damaging through the resentment and the bitterness and all of That stuff that can grow from basically our unmet expectations. So,
1: um, one thing I laughed at is when you like put out, uh, like you're saying about like I need like an, an Enneagram 2. And in my head, I'm like, every Enneagram 2 is going to raise their hand because they're they want to be like, right, I will help. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you really want to help? Yes, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, there's a need. Yeah, that is a But uh, yeah, so one thing that I have learned, which I feel like God has really given me such a wonderful like partner in life to just help me recognize like my own sin struggles and also the positives to, like, who Mm -hmm. I am. Um, But Mm -hmm. he has really, like, shown me that, first of all, I don't need to be the one to help everybody. Like, I can give other people Mm -hmm. chances to help. I am almost kind of, in a way, he described it as, like, stealing from other people because it's like I'm so quick to to help out, just, you know, someone sends out an email and it's like, I need, like, I have this need. And I'm like, got it. But I never mm-hmm. really let other people have that chance to bless someone. So I'm almost feeling their mm-hmm. blessing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that So right, just right. pausing mm-hmm. and also understanding that, like, I've, I have and continue to over myself in so many mm-hmm. of those helpful areas that it's not good if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah
0: yeah no I think it's totally uh a two is very prone to giving um it's also in of all the Enneagram types twos are the number one most likely to burn out and to quit or to just stop altogether um and I can totally relate to that because at some level, I feel like in an unhealthy way, at least when I was unhealthy and still working through this, but the give and expectation that you're going to get something back mm-hmm. or filled back up from that uh, is very unrealistic to put on so many people because they mm-hmm. just don't think that way. Um, but I feel like without like, we can overexert mm-hmm. ourselves right like you said like and that can lead to burnout or just this pulling away and, and I mean you know firsthand like I've pulled away at points and it is not it's because I've become so unhealthy and what I've done so prideful in that that it's totally mm-hmm. wrecked me and coming back to this this healthy version and I think that there has to be some level of like how do twos fill themselves back up because they give and give and give and give and I think that we forget that we can't always expect other people to fill yeah. that yeah. take for us so what in your life, what do you do to fill yourself back up? Like, how do you, you give all the time. How do you, how do you, because you can't just yeah, keep giving, yeah. right? Like, how do you get yourself full?
1: Um. So one of the things that I have found, like, most important to me, um, so that I don't, like, so that I can, like, be filled up so then I can, be healthy to, like, pour out, I guess, um, Mm. is to fill my mind with God's Word and um, to be in prayer. And when I'm not doing those and I am at a – I can tell, like, I'll get to an unhealthy point of, like, giving of myself to, like, other people and then, like, my – Honestly, like our family feels it, I feel like the most, you know, um, Garrett mm-hmm. and all, all the kids, mm-hmm. probably they can tell because I start getting like stressed out and it's like, I have to make this meal for this family. I need to go like do this for this friend. I need to like run this errand so I can get, you know, and it's just like to the point where I start crowding out like the things that I should be doing, which are being in God's word. And being in prayer um mm-hmm. for the sake of like but i'm doing good things i'm doing these things that mm-hmm. like i should be like have mm-hmm. a servant heart but like ultimately my heart isn't like in a servant hearted posture so yeah. really yeah taught,
0: it's very yeah. Martha. Yes.
1: No, I was thinking about that today before you even called. I was like, you know, I have always resonated with Martha in that story. Because I'm like, of course, like, the kitchen needs cleaned up. Like, uh, if, like. Right.
0: Jesus, who is going to make you the yes. food? Like, are to yes. go hungry? I'm like, be- <laughs> give yes. her some
1: credit. Exactly. exactly. Well, and like, this one of my favorite um Like, I love Elizabeth Elliot, and she is such a wise Mm -hmm. woman who is now with Jesus. But one of her quotes that has always stuck out to me and always been something I guess I come back to when I've started to crowd out Christ in my life with other, like, good things is um, Uh her quote is one reason we are so harried and hurried is that we make yesterday and tomorrow our business when all that legitimately concerns us is today. If we really have too much to do, there are some items on the agenda which God did not put there. Let us submit the list to him and ask him to indicate which items we must delete. There is always time to do Uh the will of God. If we are too busy to do that, we are too busy. So I have found myself being Mm -hmm. like too busy doing good things because I am a two Mm -hmm. and want to be a helper Mm that I forget that I can do all those good things and they're meaningless unless I really Mm -hmm. do have my life centered on Christ. Yeah. It's such a, I feel
0: like until you really get yourself here, I feel like it's such a hard viewpoint to come at because it seems so opposite of what we're mm-hmm. told. Like, Do good things. You know, like like you said, they're not bad things. It's the motive behind them and and how mm-hmm. we're going about them that is wrong and really damaging for it too. And I agree with you. You know, like, I, I feel like for me and getting healthy, one of the best things that I did was daily solitude with God. Like, daily Mm -hmm. first thing like my day does not go well and Peyton will even be like "Mm, I feel like you didn't spend any time with Jesus today did you and I was like I did not and I am a little bit like stressed and feeling emotional and all the things and so I feel like there's this grounding of twos are so relational and and I even read this like that even in like a church setting twos have a hard time just focusing because when we're around other things, other beings, we, we feel so deeply and we can sense other people's needs without mm-hmm. them even telling us that it's hard for us to focus solely. And so this this act of like, which is very seasonal in life, like you have a lot of little kids. So to be alone without needs is very rare. But I feel like there is some practice of just just being alone. And, and quietness, that is hard for, to because we're so relational, but yet so mm-hmm. life-giving. Um, and it kind of goes along with what you're saying. But I have picked up on that. Like, ever since I read that, like, when I'm around other people, like, I very much am concerned about what they're thinking, or even what they're thinking about me, mm-hmm. or how I can help them. You know, all these things just, like, flood our minds that it really is hard to just focus on 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 Christ and, and yeah. what fills yeah. us. Oh, I... It's like we don't even have to do anything to get the life sucked right out of us. It just goes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I, like, totally agree with that. Just even being, like, you know, we have a connection group that we meet with weekly. And it's, like, okay, like, I need, like, you can just sense, like, oh, you're going through a hard time. What can I do to, like, help you get out of that? Like, I need to, like, Mm -hmm. fix it. And like I mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah, just even take a moment to like step back is really hard and just be like mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need to be everyone's savior. Right. <laughs> I I don't because praise the Lord, Jesus is the real savior. <laughs> right.
0: I think again it can come across as like for me it's like learning that I can have these really big feelings for other people and for, for Mm -hmm. needing and for helping, but they don't always have to like drive my life, right? That's a Mm -hmm. dangerous place when those feelings drive my life because then I'm constantly also concerned, you know, like, um, I think the biggest fear of a two is being unwanted or unloved. Mm -hmm. Um, and twos tend to be a little bit on the needier side. We need to know other people are approving of us. Like we like that, that feedback that we're getting. And if we feel like that's threatened, or that we're not getting it, then I think it's easy for twos to go to the assumption on the other extreme that things are are bad,
1: and it's all all our fault. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, I completely agree with that. Now, are you, like, a words of affirmation person then, too? Because now I'm, like, curious. Like, you know, like, because a while ago, Uh well, when we were getting married, like, it was the popular thing was, like, whatever. The love language. five love languages, Yeah, and um, mine is definitely, like, words of affirmation. Um, Is yours words of affirmation?
0: And mine is actually quality time.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: But I feel like I'm a very needy, too. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so terrible. I like, I really like to be with people. But it's funny I say that because I feel like I also have introverted tendencies. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm very... I want to be with safe people. I want to be with people that I don't have to question
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I feel like we, when we're out in public and, or, you know, like even what I do here, I'm very constantly aware of what people are feeling and that's overwhelming. And and there's an aspect of, I want to spend quality time with people that I don't have to worry about their feelings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, Peyton's a three, and so this is our struggle. One, his is not quality of time. (laughs) Um, But threes are very known for not showing a lot of emotion, like very surface level. Mm -hmm. And so I don't always feel like I know deeply. Like, I don't have that affirmation that I want, that I'm wanted or loved enough and so when I spend quality time with him, I want him to reassure me of that. So I feel like I do have quality time, but I feel like along all of that to say, I feel like words of affirmation do matter. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you struggle with the trust of what other people are saying is true? Do you feel like you have that? Or is that just me? Like, do I trust that what you're saying is true? Or do you like really go yeah. by what people say? It,
1: it depends on like the level of trust I have in that person. Like, it's almost like when mm-hmm. somebody tells you, oh, you look nice. You're like... Uh, are you saying it Mm -hmm. just to be polite and that's what I'd like to hear? Or are you really like telling me like Mm -hmm. the truth? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like we're saying like safe people. I believe Mm -hmm. them, but also when they don't give me like, when they give me, I'd say criticism, Mm -hmm. it takes me a little bit to process that. Even though I say that I want Mm. it, and I do want it, but I'm like, but I need words of affirmation. (laughs) I
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I think if I, I think if I
0: really, if I retook it, I feel like words of affirmation would be extremely high.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I am a quality, like, time person, though, too. That matters. Mm, Because you can, like, say nice things to me, but if I don't actually, like, have that time spent with you, your words probably mean, honestly, less to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably less likely to believe them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. So
0: when we talk about getting healthy as an Enneagram 2, we kind of talked about being alone, like having solitude, like having this very Christ-based philosophy. Um, but what we know about 2s is they technically are one of the most unhealthy Enneagram types. Um, twos are have a high, like when we just talk about physical health, a, a high percentage of them um, emotionally eat. We see a lot of binge eating. We see a lot of overweight twos. And part of the reason is, is um, they believe this is because twos like to stuff their feelings <laughs> and kind of numb their feelings in a way. Like I... I I tell Peyton I feel like my heart is three sizes too large and I don't know how to control that all the time. And so I have all of these feelings that are so overwhelming to me at times that I've really had to learn to to not let my feelings drive me, mm-hmm. but to kind of like let them be there, but not also not suppress them either. So I mean, there's a lot of ideas, but I think it's fascinating that ones tend to stuff their feelings. I don't know how you feel about any of this, but that's from some of the research that I did. They stuff their feelings. They also tend to give so much that they don't give back to themselves. So they are too busy to uh, take care of themselves, too busy to have (laughs) quiet time, too busy to uh, have fun sometimes, too busy tending to other people to really listen to themselves. How do you feel about any of that?
1: Uh, I would like to disagree, but I completely agree. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't <laughs> stink
1: <laughs> like, no that's not me no it totally is because there are I can think of many 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 days and like, like seasons of life where it has just been like I have let myself get so drained needlessly like there hasn't been a need for me like there are certain seasons of life where like you're just going to be like more drained, like it's mm-hmm. right, I think everybody goes through those, but they were needless seasons of being completely drained, mm-hmm. and just like feeling like I had no time time to myself, you know ever, and yeah. um yeah, even just to like sit down and breathe, like it was like I. I'm just go, 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 like, do, 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 like, check off that, yeah. like, make my list in the morning of things that I need to do and uh, check them all off and then come to the end of the day and just be drained and empty and be like, okay, well, tomorrow will be better. And tomorrow is mm-hmm. never, like, better in that sense. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, um it's so true. And I think again, like I can't express how much just that alone time and like you said, like that time with God is for one because I think that I think the the limitless energy that we expend trying to find satisfaction in other things is just such a daily letdown mm-hmm. <laughs> and overwhelming. So, if we if we take this a little bit further like, in your day-to-day, like, what have you learned in your life? Because I look at you and think, like, I mean, in general, like, you're one of my my health freak friends. Like, you you live a healthy life. And how have you created these healthy, nourishing rhythms in your life? Like, what are some of those practical tips that you do every day? You kind of mentioned, like, you know, having that quiet time. But what else What else do you do that really drives you and creates this health in your mind, in your body, and your soul every day?
1: Um... I'd say, like, obviously, like, being in the Word and um, in prayer. So I have, Mm -hmm. like, there have been seasons of my life where I haven't gotten up before the kids. But I do so much better if I can start my day in whatever relative quiet. Because I feel like sometimes you wake up and, you know, just life. Kids are awake Mm -hmm. and you're like, really? Really? Why are you up? But, Mm -hmm. um Yeah, with the intention of starting my day being reminded of who God is and who I am not and Mm -hmm. trying to humble myself, which is obviously hard for two. Right, (laughs) right. Um, To go into my day, Um, Mm -hmm. that always, like, has been, like been the best thing I could ever do for myself and so like you know like everybody was Mm -hmm. talking about like self-care for a while and I always thought that was really kind of like not selfish to some degree selfish but also like missing the point of like soul care that should be like the Mm -hmm. buzzword is like soul care because our soul is what is going to last you know, these bodies mm-hmm. we have are just wasting away. So just making sure that I have spent time uh, with Jesus and um, just being, being reminded of who he is and that my strength comes from him. My ability to mm-hmm. do anything comes from him. Um, it is not my own doing. I need yeah. constant reminder of that. And then also just, telling myself no to certain things that I want to like immediately jump and say, yes, I'll do it. But to, and I think this also helped having eight children is that Mm -hmm. I can't, uh, there are the physical needs of my family that need to be met, (laughs) which are very important to me. So like I just physically can't always like do everything that I want to jump in and say yes to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Learning to say no to good things so that I'm not saying no to my family. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no. I think um, learning to say no has been, it's been something that's been so healthy for me. And I wouldn't even tell you that I'm great at it, but I am getting good at saying, you know, I'll get back to you or I'll think about it. (laughs) And it's in that time because I think the instinctive reaction for a two is to say yes. Like if Mm -hmm. you ask a two to their face, it's, it's like, So difficult to say no, Mm -hmm. even if they know that they shouldn't, even if they know it takes away from something else. Because I think that desperately, deep down, we really do want to help everyone Mm -hmm. in good ways with good intention. But knowing that we all have boundaries and that we aren't the savior and we can't do it all, um, that has Mm -hmm. been really good for me. And so, yeah, learning the boundaries and saying no has been critical for me. And I think that's really important that you said that too. To to kind of take that in back into your control a little bit, um, and I think also say no kind of creates this margin in life that where twos are so quick to to just rush through life. Like you said, there's to do lists and there are things to be done, and I feel like twos could just rush through life that we forget to ever just be still and create this mm-hmm. margin in life to to live life um, on some aspect. And just some of like the practical tips that I was giving people was to be with people, not to help people, but just to be with people for fun and community. Yeah.
1: And I have found that that is so important and like really Mm life-giving is like making sure that I have like relationships that are just fun and easy and just enjoyable, Yeah, you know, to be like in relationship with, and I I get excited when like I have plans with this person, you know, and it's not even around a need necessarily. Yeah, but <laughs> look at us
0: say that like it's so rare. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but just like I have learned that those things are needed, and that I don't have to deprive myself of those things
0: because mm-hmm. somehow it was yeah. I
1: would say I can't like do those things. Because, like, yes, they're good things, but I could be doing better things, you know? Right.
0: More more useful yes. things.
1: And that's totally pride. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Pride right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure.
0: And I think that there's a level of um, twos have a hard time accepting pleasure and doing things just for enjoyment to just be. And that's something that I've had to learn, too. And I think, like, some other practical tips is just, like, sitting down and, like, actually eating because you enjoy the food that you're eating. We also tend to be very loyal people, and one thing that I do love about twos, and I don't know, I I think that you're this way, too, like, I would never describe you as not, but very flexible, like, um, we're very easy to, like, Mm -hmm. we just go with a flow, kind of, yeah. And some level, though, I feel like I have a very regimented thing in my head, but if I'm out and I'm having fun and just to have fun, I feel like I'm very flexible, Mm-hmm. With what I do. Like, I don't really care what I do and that healthy perspective. But at home, if I feel like I have a system of helping or I have a system of doing something, I expect that everyone else is going to do mm-hmm. it exactly like I'm going to do it. Um, Like cleaning the kitchen. Like, I expect that Peyton will do it like <laughs> I clean the kitchen. And he doesn't see life that way. And so something unhealthy that I've had to learn is to kind of drop the expectations at the doorway and recognize that a lot of people don't see or do things the way that I do. And that's not bad. It's not wrong. Mm It can be okay. Well, expectations have been a huge hurdle for me. I don't know if that's a two thing or just (laughs) just me in general, but um, I set myself up for a lot of expectations.
1: Well, and I've had to learn like Garrett loves to help me. And so Mm -hmm. he will clean the kitchen. And it's not to like my expectation of like how I would (laughs) clean it. But
0: Bless them, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I have to come to a place of he's doing it because he loves me and he wants to he wants to serve me. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I need to not be nitpicky about like the way the counters were wiped, or like the fact that like I would have probably swept the floor, or you know stuff like that, where it's like, uh, right? Are, are you sure? Like I would have loaded the dishwasher mm-hmm. differently so that all the dishes mm-hmm. could have fit, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and he just wants to love and like serve me, and just to like be okay with it, which is hard. And mm-hmm. I'm not always good at that, but yeah. Also, just stepping back and being like, he is trying to to do those things for me out of a place of really just serving me, and I need to accept those um, because he loves me. And yeah, that is wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I totally agree. Like just setting the expectations at the door, because what I'm realizing is that being a helper, we recognize needs faster than any other type. And so while I might be frustrated that Peyton's not picking up on the fact that the kids are crying or that they're whining, like it's not him ignoring the situation. It's just that it has not even registered with him yet Mm -hmm. because he doesn't see things the way that I see things. And um, like we're hypersensitive to people's needs um, for good and for bad, but it's, it's not expecting other people to see that. And because in that, I can grow a lot of resentment really quickly. And so one other thing that I've learned is to voice my resentment or voice what's bothering me before it turns into resentment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've had a hard time. Like I feel so much, but at the same time, I haven't always expressed my feelings in a healthy way or or made notice of them. And so what I do is I suppress them, like twos are great at Um, I just stuff them and
1: then I explode. (laughs) Uh,
0: yes. Yes. (laughs) I, it's like life is mine until it's
1: not. (laughs) I completely agree with that. There's been a situation happening like within, uh, like our lives right lately. And it was like literally the thing that just set off the word vomit of just Mm, like mm -hmm. everything, you -hmm. know, and, because I'm also, I don't know about you, but very logical. Like, I'm like, I mm-hmm. I am not like a four where like, I'm emotionally driven. Like, yeah. as you know, like, I mm-hmm. feel all the emotions. Like, I mean, I do feel emotions, but I, it's easier for me to be like, okay, that is not like a healthy emotion. Right. aside. Or like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Yep,
0: they all They call it I'm rolling out
1: Yeah. It's not a good
0: day When that happens
1: Well, and I even Like, even When those things happen I'm like That was just like The cherry on top That was like Too much Too much You know Mm -hmm. And I just like Couldn't Couldn't take it anymore And it's like Mm -hmm. It all comes out And I'm like I kind of wonder Like how much Like Emotionally healthier I would be Um, probably spiritually healthier healthier and stuff if I like dealt with those things when those things arose instead of like making excuses why I shouldn't Mm -hmm. deal with them or even giving Mm -hmm. people excuses I'm good at giving other people excuses for like the way they've like behaved or um, treated me or whatever when I should have just I could have just easily like brought it up in the moment. And then it's like, well, I can't really bring up like 10 years worth of stuff <laughs>
0: right now. Right. So, right. And then yeah. it just is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, ones or twos don't easily forget either. At least I don't. Mm. Um, oh no. And I so, agree with that <laughs> because we are feelers. And, um, so it, it does come roaring to the surface and it's not just like an incident that happened. It's like, months and Mm -hmm. months and months of things that just kind of snowball to the point where we just couldn't hold it anymore. And I think that there is such value in in voicing those things and something I've had to learn. But at the same time, I think one of our biggest fears is this unwanted or unloving. So we never want to be a burden, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think some of the reasons like there's pride involved in why I don't ask for help. But I think on one hand, why I don't tell other people what's going on is because I don't want to be a burden to them. Like my needs, uh, my needs aren't worthy of being bad enough to need help. And so like, that's what goes through my mind. And then it's like, all of this just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until I can't hold it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then the other unnatural side of me that I hope no one else has to see, but my family comes out and it's terrible. (laughs) And then I'm (laughs) like, but it would make so much sense in my head. But it's like, this inner voice just convinces me that it's that if I said something, I don't want to be the burden. Yeah. I don't, I'm prideful enough that I don't want someone to have to come and help me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, I totally, totally feel that. And, um, I feel like this conversation you and I are having are one that like, is the same one. Uh, like I've just recently been having with Garrett about just like stuff that's been going on. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to be a burden to other people. And yet the advice I would give other people who like have stuff going on is like, you're not a burden. Mm -hmm. Like that's the beauty of the body of Christ is that we all are to like support one another, like through the bad times and the good. And so ask for help. Like I would tell other people ask for help, but that's Mm -hmm. probably because I'm also the helper. So it's like, right. I want to, have, but yes, I so struggle with the actually asking for, for the help. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really tough. But on the same lines, like as we kind of wrap this up, what, what encouragement would you give an Enneagram to on, on this journey of becoming the healthiest version that they can be?
1: I would say just kind of examine yourself and be willing to be to be vulnerable to the fact that you are that you do have like big struggles Mm -hmm. that you do need help with like that we are not called to live this life alone Um, and that it is okay to ask for help Mm -hmm. so that we can be healthy helpers.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a mask.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, go go ahead. ahead.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, I think you're right. Like, I think that we can mask our helping, like mask all of our insecurities and our pains and vulnerabilities and like by trying to help other people. Um, But I think, like you said, we're going to do a better job of helping people when we're healthy. Mm-hmm. herself yeah I think people know that
1: you know yeah yeah and just to like I guess constantly like it's really the constant dying to like my selfish desires of wanting like all of these like affirmations to mm-hmm. you know and just know like who am I actually doing this for am I doing it for other people am I doing it for myself which usually mm-hmm. I'm doing it for myself Or am I truly, like, being generous with, like, my time, my resources, um, my abilities to the glory of of God? You know, Mm -hmm. because that's ultimately what I want my life to be. I Mm -hmm. don't want to, like, get to the end of my life and be like, oh, well, I helped all these people for myself. And obviously it got me nowhere. It's like I did this out of an overflow of the fact that like I know who I am in Christ and he calls me to serve other people for his glory, not my own, not right. for um, mm-hmm. any hidden motives. and just mm-hmm. always trying to be always asking God to, to reveal those like hidden motives that even I'm not aware of hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, constantly, like, I feel like I have to constantly check my motive. Like, am I doing this to get something um, or to be known in a certain way? Or am I literally just doing this because I love, like, I want to love on them and serve them? Mm-hmm. Um, And I feel like I, I'm trying to be aware enough about when I go into certain situations, what my driving force is. <laughs> hmm Uh, Which is not always easy (laughs) to be faced with the reality of what that answer might be. And while you might help someone in either way, I think we're doing ourselves the biggest disservice by not doing it in the healthiest way possible, by expecting something in return. Because the person you're giving to is never going to know that, but Mm -hmm. you
1: do. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And it hurts. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... How would you say, the last question is, how would you say that other people who are not Enneagram type twos could encourage a two? Ooh,
1: I feel like I need to know like more about the other Enneagram types.
0: Like if someone did something like that, you were like, wow, that really filled me or like that really made me feel encouraged. What, what does that look like? I mean, you kind of said words of affirmation.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> yeah. What would you say? I think think twos want to be noticed. You know, like I think that they want to be seen in some level. Like like you said, like at some point we felt like we haven't been helped in the way that we want to be helped. So we become really good helpers. Or we haven't been, you know, maybe noticed in the way that um, we felt like we should. So I think recognizing or acknowledging um, a two at some level um, is important. Like you said, the words of affirmation. Oh, yeah. You know, like, just, like, the little things, to me, are important.
1: Yeah, and just as, yes. And, like, for me, a simple, like, Mm -hmm. thank you, for me, personally, goes a
0: Mm -hmm. long
1: way. I would rather you just, like, tell me, like, in private, like, hey, thank you for doing this. And Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. all I need. It's just a simple. Yeah acknowledgement mm-hmm. of
0: gratitude yeah you know yeah I uh I totally agree with that it's it's the little things twos are unlike threes like I feel like twos like to be a little bit more behind the scenes a little bit um we don't need to be known in a way that is in public we want to be known in the behind the scenes way or at least that's how I feel yeah you know like yeah yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah like I am yeah definitely I'm sure there are some, tooths that want to be, like, publicly acknowledged. And I think that that goes into yeah. just, like, part of my personality is that I... Oh, being in front of people, like, terrifies me. So, it's like, yeah. um, <laughs> nope. you <laughs> will not get me to stand on stage mm-hmm. and do any of that. Um, but just, like, just mm-hmm. to be acknowledged by... And just, like, just simple... Um, acknowledgements that I did Mm -hmm. actually help you. Um, It's like really what I like, Mm -hmm. honestly, what fills me up. And also I feel like with that, Hey, if you're a brother or sister in Christ and you notice that I am just kind of being my prideful self, like take me in Mm -hmm. private and just let me know, like, hey, just be careful, you know? Yeah.
0: And I think one more thing that I was kind of learning um, just recently it came up is this idea of like, I think it's important to affirm how a two feels. Um, I think it's easy to... Twos like to fix things, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we always want to be fixed. Sometimes we just want to be known. And I think that there's an affirmation of let me feel this. I mean if it's not healthy, help me through it. Um, but don't just try to fix it, you know, like a firm see me here. Like, that's what I, that's mm-hmm. what I'm like realizing, like, just, can you just see me right here? Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for twos, at least for me, it's hard sometimes to put all of that into words. Like I have all these emotions and I tend to suppress them. So for me to verbalize them is just like a mess of words. Um, oh, yeah. and <laughs> I think like, not having to understand every detail, but just affirming, okay, I see you here. Like, I notice you and I want to help you, but I'm not going to force it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. All of that to say, this was fun talking to you about being a two. I feel like we could talk forever about this. Um, (laughs) I am just learning about it, but it is is fascinating how, like, we're all so different, but yet, like, Mm -hmm. the Enneagram wraps it up in um, just a nice, overarching way about really what we need at the core of each of us of like that deadly sin and 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 that fear and how we need a savior to come in and and Mm -hmm. save us from from whatever each enneagram type has and for twos it's that that desire to be known and needed and wanted um yeah and the satisfaction will never come from (laughs) giving 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 anyways okay so okay. before we go, I have a few quick fire questions for you, and then we'll wrap this thing up. So, what is the first um, thing you do every morning for your please? health? No, <laughs> uh. yeah, um, I take a deep breath, get back.
1: in, get into the word. Like that is like my like go to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That
0: has been mine, Mm -hmm. too, is just, like, I have to have solitude in the morning. Like, I have to have moments alone because the natural tendency is to get up and go. Um, But making myself just slow down and sit down is really good. Okay, what's your favorite um, health book or book that has helped you in this journey of, like, becoming a healthy version
1: of? Probably, honestly, I'd say just uh, in-depth Bible studies. I wouldn't say, like, I have a specific, like, Mm health book in mind, but um, just through, like, learning mm-hmm. about, like, what I struggle with sin-wise through, like, in-depth Bible studies has been the most, like, helpful health-wise because mm-hmm. then I can better be, like, healthy mm-hmm. in other ways, too.
0: Yeah. Solid answer. What is one food
1: you couldn't live without? Probably cheese or ice cream. Mm, Those are... Dairy. Yes. I, I love... The times that I've had to like give up dairy have been the hardest. I'm like, what do I eat? <laughs> I'm like wallowing. I'm like, there's no food to eat.
0: <laughs> I love cheese, too. I would, that would be up there on my list. The last question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and want to leave us with?
1: Ooh, I feel like I, when I read that question, because you sent me the Mm question, I really, like there has been two that have like really stuck out is to let other people help me. Mm -hmm. And that advice was given to me years ago by my mother-in-law. And she put it as, I think I even like said it in one of my, like uh answers but like stealing other people's blessings upon my life mm. um by being like nope you don't need to help me um yeah. so being willing to be helped and because i love elizabeth Elliot, i have to like end with like my favorite all-time quote of hers which is um this job has been given to me to do therefore it is a gift Therefore, it is a privilege. Therefore, it is an offering I may make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is done for him. Mm -hmm. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other, God looks for faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So just like remembering that the jobs he gives me um, are to be done for him. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the thing that has always stuck out to me is like, I need to be doing everything for him. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So good, Carly. I thank you so much for being here and, um, sharing just your journey and how you've kind of sorted through this. And I mean, this stuff is kind of hard to talk about as a two too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for being here and
1: being vulnerable with us. Yep. And uh, thank you for being a two. As well. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a little less intimidating to yeah. talk about being a two when you can kind of commiserate. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Twos, twos love each other. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
0: I just love Carly. And I hope that you love that as much as I did. Got a little longer than I anticipated because I was personally getting lost in the conversation. It's not every day you get to sit down with a person who is the same Enneagram type as you and just talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of it and how we can grow to become a better version of ourselves. So that was a lot of fun. I hope that you left encouraged. If you are an Enneagram to know that there is so much beauty and setting boundaries and Really just knowing yourself, creating the self-awareness and being free to not let your emotions drive you, but let them just be a seat in the car. You know, like you can have those emotions, but they don't have to drive you. We also don't have to suppress them. So like always, I have a free download for you if you're an Enneagram type 2, giving you more of the practical everyday things in health that you can add or incorporate into your life to create these nourishing life rhythms. What I really want to do in these handouts is to give you ideas and prompts to get you thinking about who you are and what it is that you want in life, but also more than that, to give you like the nitty gritty practical tips on like, hey, here are some ways to structure your diet program and your exercise program and just your life in general that works with your personality type. Because what I get frustrated by is seeing so many people jump on the next diet or the next bandwagon that's promising to show them results when it is exactly opposite of who they are as a person and how that they already work. Like if you can't maintain this for life, it will never work. Like if it's not you or something that you enjoy, you'll never do it long term. So I hope with this Enneagram series, you can start to see like, hey, I resonate with that. That makes sense. And I can easily incorporate that into my everyday life. That's where I want to go with this because I believe you're really smart people and you don't need to be told exactly what to do. You just need to be shown and given the freedom and the permission to do you. And that's really what we want to do to make health, not just something you do, but who you are. Make sure you head to the show notes at thelivingwell.com backslash Enneagram to download that free guide. And don't forget, if you're loving this Enneagram series, make sure you share it with your friends and family. Take a screenshot or share one of my posts on social media. and Whatever way you think is best, tell your friends and family about this Enneagram series and commit to learning about their Enneagram type. You can find them all at thelivingwell.com backslash Enneagram. And in the next podcast, we're diving into Enneagram Type 3.